Hello and welcome to Talk Ag to Me, the podcast dedicated to improving ag literacy around the globe. I'm your host, Brandon Black, and unfortunately today my co-hosts were not able to join us. However, I do have a special guest. Today with me I have Luke Altermat. Very happy to be here today. So Luke is actually our test subject for a new segment we're going to be trying on the show. It's something that I've talked about with Evan and Abby that um, we wanted to incorporate, and it relates back to our original idea of having FFA members on the show, talking about their experiences, talking about what they learned in the program, but we couldn't really find a solid way to incorporate those FFA members, and I think I found a way that might work for everybody to be happy. And this new segment is called Share Your Story, and in this new segment, we're going to have FFA members of all ages, whether they're you know, just joining the program or whether they just graduated or whether you know, they're a few years in high school or college or whatever, we're, we're going to have them kind of come back and talk about uh, how they joined FFA or what kind of got them interested, um, what got them interested in the agriculture industry, because usually those two things go hand in hand, and what their what experiences they would pull away from that those years in FFA and what they're, like how they're going to apply those experiences to their future, whether or not they go into the agriculture industry. So Luke here gets to be the first guest we have on this new segment. He's going to tell us a little bit about his experiences. And um, yeah, I think we're just going to jump right into it. So Luke, why don't you go ahead and start off by telling us your story about how you got involved in whichever one you want to start with, FFA or ag or both, whatever you want to do. Go ahead. So first and foremost, I would like to formally introduce myself. My name is Luke Altermat. I am currently entering my senior year at Central Valley Christian High School. My first two years of high school, I spent at Tulare Union and a part of the Tulare FFA program. Uh, due to some certain circumstances, I had to make the transfer to Central Valley Christian, and I am now a part of the Central Valley Christian FFA chapter. Both very high-quality chapters would not prefer one over the other. <laughs> um, so this is a little bit about myself. Um, going back to my grandparents, they were both very involved in agriculture. Mm. However, my, both of my parents decided to go different routes, my dad being to law enforcement, my mom to being a teacher. So this left me not really growing up around too much agriculture. However, figuring out that my family was rooted in agriculture throughout middle school and in the beginning of high school made me interested in FFA. Through these experiences, my first two years of FFA, I would say, were very geared towards livestock Mm -hmm. and geared towards getting my hands dirty and the nitty gritty and driving tractors and all that good stuff. Um, And I would say that definitely my well, this last year and then my uh, upcoming year, the script has completely switched. It's basically now very focused on leadership. Mm-hmm. These, this year I've, I've ran for offices higher than chapter. I have done speaking competitions. I have gone to more leadership conferences and really taken all these opportunities not to only make myself a better FFA member, but to make myself a better citizen in, in order to uh, impact agriculture in the best way possible. I think that's a very good uh, place to start, and I think that you kind of hit it um, pretty key in the first, I hear you talking about your first two years of high school, you are very involved in the livestock aspect of FFA and of agriculture, because I took a very similar path. In fact, if, you know, I'm not sure if you remember, but my sophomore year, I actually was, I kind of took up a leadership position in the barn, and I took you and a bunch of the new kids and showed you how to show steers, and that kind of got us all on that path and I took a very similar path my junior year I started doing speaking teams and and that sort of thing I think it's something that a lot of kids tend to do as they become more comfortable um, you know as they get older and how and as they kind of try new newer things in the program I think that's something that they become more comfortable with with trying I'm not sure if you agree with that or not Um, so that kind of goes that that explains a pretty decent amount about your FFA background and a little bit about your agricultural background Um, why don't you go ahead and explain 
Um, maybe some of like maybe your favorite experiences in FFA. Um, kind of go over that a little bit. So starting off my freshman year, like I said, I was very involved with the livestock aspect of it, and it was like that all until about April of my mm-hmm. freshman year. I attended the, my first California State FFA conference <laughs> and saw um, how amazing it was for these six individuals called the state officer team to be up there and advocating for agriculture as much as they do for the rest of the state, for, for, for the 10,000 kids to be there, but for the rest of the state to really be impacted by them. Mm-hmm. This showed me how a mere little freshman that just showed steers and liked to get his hands dirty in ad class could grow into something that was much bigger than himself. So that was what kind of got the ball rolling on the leadership aspect of things. Um, But other than that, my favorite experiences would have to be first and foremost meeting new people. Everybody in the FFA is so nice and so social and so um, open to sharing their ideas that it really brings a family aspect to Mm. it. Um, just like everybody puts in their social media captions, fuh, fuh, family. <laughs> um, so another good experience that I had, I actually just got home yesterday, flew in from Washington, D.C., from the Washington Leadership Conference. Um, this is something that I think most kids know about, but not a lot know exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. So I was at this conference for four or five days, um, you get there, it's really all about, you know, what are your strengths, what are your talents, you know, how can you impact agriculture? Then, this, then the last two days, it's really all about how can you use yourself to work on a team to impact the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, here is the organization that everybody looks at as the farmers. But in, in all reality, it is a student-based leadership rooted in agriculture. Mm-hmm. So here we are, 340 kids in this conference, coming up with great ideas of how to change world hunger, of how to change the impoverished nations, of how to change ag literacy, of how to change the suicide rate. And these are all problems that nobody would ever expect to talk about before going to Washington, D.C. But this just shows how much the FFA can impact not only our chapters, our sections, our regions, our states, but our organization and our country as a whole. These are some of the eye-opening experiences that I have really gone through and that have really shown me how much one person can truly impact a bigger group of people. I'm glad you brought up that experience about Washington Leadership Conference. It's something I was about to ask you about, actually, because it's something that, like we were, like we were just talking about, I Tulare doesn't offer WLLC. I've gone to every leadership conference except for SLE because you know they only picked two seniors to add and I didn't make the cut. But um, that's something that I've always wanted. I was always curious about what they do in that experience. And it's interesting to see how different the experience is from the way you describe it than ALA, for example. Like um, it's it's kind of a unique experience, and it's not it's not something that I think a lot of like you said not a lot of students are really aware of what happens. I'm glad you brought that in there because that's something that. I think a lot of our audience would be curious to learn more about. Um, so going into, well, before I go into that, are there any other experiences, memories that you really want to talk about in FFA before we go too much further with this? So, I mean, I don't know if there's many, too many other experiences. It's kind of like my FFA experience is a lot of little things that have built into this big part of my life. So just the little experiences, like meeting people from other states, meeting people from different backgrounds, and, and, and all this diversity that we truly um, embrace in this organization 
is just amazing. And so I guess that the experience would be how everybody has a place in our organization and that is really eye-opening that doesn't matter the color of your skin doesn't matter the city that you came from it doesn't matter your age that you are just as important as the person next to you and it's not about the name on the front it's about the name on the back I think that's a very good point to take away from and I'm really glad you brought up that whole point about how FFA really creates a family and something that I've really tried to push for a long time going to national convention going to state conference going anywhere where you're wearing a blue jacket, people see that and they either recognize what that is and they thank you for being in that organization. They go up and talk to you about how they were in FFA and how it changed their life or they don't know what it is and they ask you and you get that such a warm feeling in your heart because you, you get to explain something that you're passionate about. And I think that you know exactly what I mean when, when I say that. So one thing I kind of wanted to address and I forgot to ask you towards the beginning is um, why don't you go ahead and tell our audience a little bit about what you're planning on doing after high school or in your future in terms of career. Yeah, so actually my first two years of high school I was 100% completely sure I would attend the University of Wyoming <laughs> and major in animal science. <laughs> now, after the experiences that I've had actually much being an FFA, um, that's kind of shifted. I really don't know what I want to do yet. Um, right. I know that I want to attend a college called Dort College, it's in Iowa. Oh. Um, big ag school it's a good Christian school it's a good Christian school good Christian community so that's kind of somewhere where I would like to be um, I definitely want to stay an animal in the animal science uh, department animal science realm but one thing that has been um, addressed to me a door that's kind of opened is uh, missions oh and a good friend of mine most of you who are listening to this podcast probably know him Luke O'Leary who is our past mm-hmm. state president um, he's actually in Africa as we speak, implanting sustainable agriculture and SAE projects in Mozambique. Wow, that's awesome. So, I mean, just taking these ideas of the things that we learn and, like I said, truly impacting a bigger group of people, who would have thought that the California State FFA president would be implanting something as big as sustainable agriculture and SAE projects into Africa? Yeah, no, that's that's an insane idea to think about, like, you know, because we join FFA as as freshmen, and we think, oh, you know, we get to show an animal, we get to learn about cows. It it sounds pretty cool, and I don't think a lot of kids realize the emotional or like character, um, the impact it has on on a, on a kid's character, and and just how much they can if they really really invest themselves in this organization. They get so much out of it that not a lot of people really think about. It. I know I for sure didn't think about that when I joined FFA. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I didn't know that Luke was doing that. That's really cool. So, um, yeah, I know which not knowing what you're gonna do is pretty natural, especially your age. Like a lot of people going into their senior year are still trying to figure out what they want to do, and you might still be trying to figure out your first year of college. I mean, it's just it just takes time. But um, as you said, you're getting a lot more involved in the leadership aspect of FFA, and you're getting more involved in the public speaking. You're getting more involved in the ag issues, and you know you have a, a deeper understanding of agriculture as a broad term, not agriculture as plows, cows, and sows. Like it's all, you know, you you understand it more as you know, just farming. Now it's this whole, like it's a it's a lifestyle really, and so. I guess my question to you would be is now that you have this this understanding through your experiences and through the time you spent with the state officers and, and all that kind of thing, um, what would you say is probably the most important thing you pulled away from your, well, going on four years in FFA? 
So the most important thing that I cannot stress enough is that FFA is a student-based leadership program mm. rooted in agriculture. Mm. We are not an agriculture program that has roots in leadership. <laughs> so the one thing that we need to remember is where we come from, the agriculture side of things. This has taught me the hard work. This has taught me the dedication and the, all the good virtues that you need in order to be successful. Mm -hmm. These are the things that will help me in the job in the future and then the leadership side of things. These are things that have helped me become a better communicator, become a better speaker. And really this is all um, soft skills. You can implant this into anywhere. Right. Like we said, you know, Li Liliana, Leda, <laughs> she's going to UCLA to be a doctor. That is insane how dedicated she was into her four years of agriculture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, this girl, she skipped a grade. She's got a 4.5 GPA, highest GPA at my school, which later Western, going to UCLA to be a doctor. And she's still, she showed a pig. She did, uh, she did a judging team. I don't know what judging team she did. Lily, if you're listening to this, let me know what judging team you did. I forgot. <laughs> um, and she's like this very soft spoken, very quiet girl. And she was an officer. Like she was a very strong leader and she's very intelligent. And it's crazy to think about that we have someone as dedicated as her to FFA that's going to go be a doctor. Like you never really think about that kind of thing. You never really think about FFA members becoming doctors. You think about FFA members becoming farmers, maybe accountants, maybe teachers, but you usually don't think of them going into doctor. Like that's kind of a, a big jump. And kind of the thing that I think is pretty important about that is her staying in for four years and still going to be a doctor shows a lot about what this was doing for her. Because if she didn't think it was going to benefit her, she wouldn't have stayed for four years. I think a lot of us yeah. wouldn't stay for four years if we thought that it wasn't going to help us. Yeah. And so what do you think going into whatever career you go, maybe you go into the missions, maybe you go into a career that's not necessarily agriculturally based, or maybe you go into you know, something that is related to livestock. Like, what do you think in terms of not only the agricultural knowledge that you've learned, but the leadership knowledge as well, what do you think you're going to use the most in your future as you go on through life? So if I look at my whole high school experience, of course, the education side of things, very important. Mm -hmm. Sports also to me, very important. FFA to me, very important. But out of any of those three categories, the one that is single-handedly going to help me the most is FFA. Mm -hmm. Because of the impact that it makes. Because of the leaders and the people that it makes. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know how many of you listening to this would know me, but my freshman year, I would not get out. I probably wouldn't be speaking on this podcast my freshman year. <laughs> just because of kind of how um, reserved I was. Mm. FFA opens up kids and, and makes you... Um, kind of step out of your comfort zone for the benefit of yourself. So these these are the experiences, that this, this is the kind of best experience that I've had as far as preparing me for the real world. Mm. Sports, of course, taught me how to work hard, right. taught me how to be a good sportsman, you know, take wins and losses the same. School, of course, has taught me so much on the education side of things and the simple basic knowledge and common sense. But if you really look at it, FFA embodies all categories, embodies mm. all aspects of life. Mm -hmm. I agree. So, um, I'm kind of running out of questions for you, to be honest. So, <laughs> we're, we're going to start wrapping up this episode here. And this is a bit of a shorter episode, but I don't expect this to go out for 40 minutes just because, you know, this is all about your story. This is all about the story of the FFA member, of the student that grew up around either with agriculture or without agriculture and still resulted the same. Um, I, think, I think the final question I think that I would like you to answer I'm trying to figure out how I want to word this 
without repeating myself because I talked about a little bit about what you would take away from Hefei about what you would use in the future I think the final question I wanted to ask you would be along the lines of if you because this podcast is dedicated to ag literacy our entire purpose is to promote ag literacy and because I'm sure you know as well as I do there's a huge issue with lack of ag literacy in the world right Absolutely. now I mean 72% which I use this fact million billion times in all my speeches on this podcast several times and in every or both argument, discussion, conversation I've had with anybody, I use this fact as my favorite statistic to use. 72% of Americans know little to nothing about farming or ranching or where their food comes from. 72% is kind of a big number. Like, when you think about it, yeah. um, there's, what, almost 400,000 Americans right now, and 72% of them don't know where their food comes from. That's a little bit ridiculous, in, in my opinion. So, um, in terms of improving not only agricultural literacy, just, you know, an understanding of where your food comes from, but an appreciation for the industry that's growing your food and creating clothing and, you know, all the different things, and not just the food and fiber in, in the industry, but everything that agriculture does that people are, for lack of a better word, blind to, what would you advise, well, let me, let me put it this way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a two-part question. One, what would you advise an upcoming FFA member to do in order to help out in their community, in order to help out with this issue. And two, what would you tell somebody, if you could, that you knew knew almost nothing about agriculture? What would be one thing you want to tell them? So if I was to um, talk to a younger FFA member, I would definitely say take all the opportunity that you can within and without our organization. Mm -hmm. Explore your options. Go into the leadership side of things. Go into the livestock side of things. Mm-hmm. Go into the speaking competitions, the CDEs. Really find out what FFA has to offer and find out what will benefit you most. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, all of it will help you in your future. Mm-hmm. Step out of your comfort zone and really strive to be the best you that you can be. That's good advice. Talking to someone that almost that knows almost nothing about farming, I would say take a minute to think about all the jobs the ag produces. And that's not just the farmers. Mm. That is the truckers. That is the grocery store clerks. Mm. That is the government. That is the, that is the political policy employees. Mm-hmm. Agriculture is almost everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's agriculture without you knowing it. When you put on clothes in the morning, when you wash your hair, when you brush your teeth, when you make food, it all has to do with agriculture and it's all rooted in agriculture. Mm. Much like FFA, our country is rooted in agriculture. Like I said, this week I was in Washington, D.C., and one thing that I saw was a common thing of corn. <laughs> our founding fathers put corn everywhere. <laughs> they put corn in architecture. They put corn in paintings. I mean, the idea of agriculture, even back in the 1770s and 1780s, was immaculate. Mm-hmm. And this is something that our country needs to remember. Instead of tearing down farmers, because that's where it all starts, we need to be building up and remember what our country stands for. I think that's a very good answer. So, like I said, we don't have much else to say here. Um, if you have any final comments you want to make, then this would be the time to do it. Um, nope, I just want to really thank you for having me on the show and giving me a chance to really advocate for our culture mm-hmm. and kind of, like I said, step out of my comfort zone and put myself out there. So All thank right. you very much. Yeah, well, we like to thank you for being on this show. We really appreciate anyone that has a passion for agriculture, a passion for um, really getting, like you said, out of their comfort zone to really talk about the issue that I think is, is 
is really important to the world. I, I think you'd agree with me in that. And um, yeah, I just I, I like to I like to say that I think this is a very good first episode for this new segment we're having. I'm pretty excited for this new segment, honestly, because it gives a lot of kids like you that maybe don't get the chance to say a lot of things on their mind all the time a chance to say things on their mind nearly get really get their voice out there and i think that's something that's very important especially for an upcoming um spokesman for agriculture and i know that there's a lot of those maybe you won't go into that kind of industry but i i think there's a potential there for those kinds of people i think i, I think i want to open that door to those kinds of people as well i think you did a very good job of laying down the foundation for this potential so I have nothing else to say. You have nothing else to say. I think that's it for this episode. I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in and watching. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media sites. Make sure you shout out uh, Luke Altermat here. I'll be shouting him out on all of our pages. Make sure you guys go and follow him and give him tons of support. And just a big thanks for being on the show and, and talking to us about your experiences. I really appreciate it. And, yeah, so that's going to be it, it for our episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you check out the next one. And don't forget, if you ate today, thank a farmer.